0: We need to say her name Brianna Taylor. So as I'm uh recording this, I have just um heard the news or the decision that was made regarding the murder of Brianna Taylor. Um the officers involved two of them have not been charged and um, one officer was charged with wanton endangerment for I guess shooting uh, or firing into um, the building apartment building so um, my initial reaction of course is not shocked. I'm heartbroken over it. I'm heartbroken and disgusted and disappointed, but again, not shocked. I mean, as a black woman, uh, you know, we're just taught that our lives are not valued, you know, as a person of color, that our lives are not valued. And we just have to fight this uphill battle to even earn the right to say that black lives matter it's such a heated um, statement because you know we are taught in many overt ways and many subtle ways that black lives don't matter so we are fighting that message we are you know saying that that's no longer okay it's never been okay but we're saying that you know this is a movement here we're trying to say we've never believed that we don't matter and it's time that you know you start believing it too that's what black lives matters is about. And with Breonna Taylor, the the system, the judicial system is broken. And I, I don't, the history behind the laws in America were designed and steeped in racism there are the laws were never designed to protect black people they were only designed to design to to design to protect white people Um, they were written by white people for white people and they need to change and their origins still influence the way law and order is carried out in America and here in Canada. Um, You know, there's these laws that have been used to defend the murder of black people, the, you know, stand your ground law. There's even like the the casual killing act um that basically talks about you know how it's you're able to kill a slave um and it's sort of you know re- written as though it's their fault and you know these are things that were people's beliefs that were written into law and they've been used as weapons to defend people doing heinous crimes against people of color um, and it it's it hurts it hurts because it's a reminder um in something so clear cut um that you know somebody who was so clearly innocent that you know their life isn't valued that their life isn't valued I, it, it's ridiculous ridiculous that it's even a question um, that a property, that there's some sort of possibility of endangerment, is the charge rather than the actual murder of a human being. Um, It just shows you how the system, what the system values, that property is more valuable than a black woman's life. So, I was thinking back on um just the start of the say her name um, campaign um that was started by Kimberly Crenshaw back in twenty fourteen and you know it was it it was so important because um you know she was noticing um as i did notice as well as a black woman that um the black lives matters movement was you know very popular and well known and you know the names of the black men that were um being killed while in police custody um, were so well known and people were getting, you know, and, you know, rightly so were getting so, um, angry about it. And, you know, it was getting so much attention where, as, um, the names of black women who also, um, died in police custody, no one was talking about it. It wasn't in the news. And, um, I, I, I was so shocked by this because I was like it how is not how are people not talking about this how are people not getting so angry about it and it, it's just you know that term um again uh research uh look up Kimberly Crenshaw she's amazing amazing TED talks um just amazing wealth of knowledge um on intersectionality um just uh, this idea of you know um, and I talked about it last week as to who with um, my discussion on uh, black feminism just this you know having two strikes against us as black women you know being devalued as a black person and then again as a woman um, just having those two strikes which is essentially the intersectionality um, idea and it's it It does have a role to play the sexism in um the value of our lives, and it's something that um is quiet I think when people think of black lives matter it matters it's just like this idea that you know anti black racism is typically targeted at black men, and you know black women's lives are also devalued. We're talking about you know all black lives um including black women and black men and it's something that as a black woman I've known for a very long time obviously growing up and just um something that I've had to be conscious of in all of my choices and decisions in the sense that you know I went um I lived away from home when I went to uh, university. And um, I'm not gonna lie, it was a difficult choice moving from a big metropolis to a smaller town. It was just the university that I um, wanted to go into. But I agonized over that decision because I was thinking that I'm gonna be probably and I was in the minority of um, There wasn't very many black people in my university. It was a university town and um, Outside of our little university bubble uh, There weren't very many People that were not white in the community. So everyone of course was used to seeing you know school-aged kids around um, that were minorities but I thought I have to be extra careful about where I go and what I do because I felt the added threat of thinking that these people don't value my life they don't see me as a young girl in university like I thought if I go missing or something happens to me it's not gonna be news Um, it's just Um, it's just not going to get the same attention. Like I'm on my own out here. I felt that more so than my peers, you know, who wanted to, um, you know, go out and, you know, have a good time and who would be just different standards. It's just a different standard. And I think um, one of my friends um, that I made while I was there, you know, um, we had that It was so wonderful to find a kindred spirit of, you know, we just gave each other these looks sometimes where people would be like, oh, yeah, let's just, you know, like, walk home or, you know, do these choices. And we were like, "Um, as black girls, that's not going to happen. Like, I always, always, always had cab money on me. I knew I had to make sure that I could get from wherever I was going home safely to my door um because uh it it just wasn't an option for me to to take these kinds of risks there was nobody coming to my protection there wasn't going to be anyone rallying around me to to protect me because um I'm just not seen that way um in need of protection as a black woman um the same way that uh, my white peers were being Protected and you know sheltered from and again, I was talking about just you know that with um my uh sojourner truth with the ain't I a woman um you know it's something that you know black women do feel, and so <laughs> i just i'm thinking of the story of my college days that i my i've known for um so I'll tell you that <laughs> Some of my friends, oh, I just can't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, I'll tell the story. Um, some of my friends call me purse strap, and it's my nickname, and I'll tell you why. So, in uh, university, I relied heavily on uh, taking taxis everywhere. This is, um, you know, I still take taxis. I don't take Uber because I do not trust who I'm getting in the car with, and, <laughs> and I'm old school. Uh, and I like to see that this person's been vetted by the city. Anyways, the point is that I relied on cabs heavily and so I was taking um a bus home, Greyhound bus for the weekend, and um I get in the cab and you know, I'm like, Oh, can you take me to like the station and he's driving and he's taking me through a route I've never been I went home a lot almost every weekend and he's taking me through this sketchy sketchy route uh like very industrial area and he's not saying anything he's not like I'm like why is he not going in this way so anyways uh I'm freaking out quietly in there I am like you know I'm suddenly getting out my cell phone ready to like you know call the cops and um I had a purse (laughs) that I was, um, it sort of like can disconnect from the main body of the purse. So um, it's over my shoulder and I'm sort of silently taking this off because I was preparing to throw this purse strap. Um, I'm in the back seat. He's in the front seat driving around this dude's neck to totally choke him out if he was, you know, going to try something with me, start something with me. I'm a city girl. I'm, you know, from the streets. I was ready to take this man out. (laughs) And so people, I tell the story, and um, actually, and hilariously, it was actually a great shortcut that I've actually recommended um, <laughs> many times after to drivers. I was like, oh, can you take just this route? It's much faster, because I got uh, to the, the bus station record time uh, to make my bus, um, and it was just sort of a shortcut, apparently, that all cab drivers use um, and I was willing to uh, harm this man for taking a shortcut but he should have told me (laughs) so anyways people call me purse strap because they said I could have been promptly arrested for um, attacking this man but the point is that I'm always on guard it's always on I have to be always on guard um, because you know sometimes people see me as a target and it's something as well um, in Canada For Indigenous um, people, they speak of how um, there are people that target their communities to attack them because they know that um, it's not going to get as much attention. Um, You know, the police aren't going to be paying as much attention to them to to, you know, track them down and serve justice to them if they commit crimes against you know, marginalized communities. And that's something that I feel very strongly as a Black woman. That's sort of the umbrella that I live my life under. And it's why it's so important that we, you know, say her name. That's why we have to um, protect Black women and say their name. So if you don't understand why people are angry if you don't understand that the system is broken um, you know if you're not mad about this decision then you should be and if you don't understand why you should be I encourage you to talk to somebody in your life that is angry about it it doesn't have to be a person of color you know if you only have um, you know pre- people in your life that are um, not affected by this decision. That I encourage you to reach out to anybody that you can um, until you understand. Because I want people to understand uh, why this decision is wrong. Um, you know, it can be your coworkers. Um, if your friends, if your friends are okay with it, you know, reach out to the, you know, their friends, talk to somebody at a coffee shop where you're going to get your local food, talk to somebody and understand what this decision means to the, the country, what it means to people of color. Um, and I, I encourage you to keep asking the questions until you, until you're as heartbroken um and disappointed in the system as as we are justice was not served and we need to keep saying her name brianna taylor